This is the Everyday Mind Podcast, the place where we come together to talk about living a life of notice, creating more connected relationships, and ditching the hustle as you establish the life and business you've always wanted. I'm Naftali Roberts, your host and guide, as we journey together exploring the everyday mind. Are you ready? Let's go. Today's guest brings so much wisdom to the show. She is a woman I met in the online space not too very long ago, but from the moment I first saw words that she typed out, I knew that her and I spoke so much of the same language and valued so much of the same things in regards to mindset and meaning and mindfulness and truly seeking to understand how we think and why we think and how those thing, those thoughts really drive us in our life and our business and how we can take hold of those thoughts. So when I decided to launch the Everyday Mind podcast, I knew that one of my guests needed to be Lee Shay McDonough. She will tell you all about all the things that she does, but I know that you are going to get so much. So grab a cup of tea, a glass of wine, whatever you need, and get ready to soak on up some wisdom. Welcome to the Everyday Mind. I'm so happy to have you here with me today. I am so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Yay. So, Lee, can you tell everybody listening a little bit about who you are, who your people in your everyday life are, and just a little bit about you? Absolutely. So my name is Lee Shea McDonough. In my professional life, I am a business coach for helpers, healers, and spiritual entrepreneurs. And I came to coaching after about 15 years as a licensed clinical social worker and public health person and came into coaching a little later in my career and have just found it to be such a wonderful fit for how I like to work with clients and the kind of work I like to do. And when I'm not working, I am the wife of a wonderful husband. His name's Patrick. He's a periodontist. And in many ways, he was the inspiration for me starting my coaching practice. And I also have two boys, Jack and Ben. They are 12 and 10. I love them and they drive me absolutely crazy. <laughs> and we have a pub named Phineas, who, uh, who's a lot of fun. That is an amazing name for a pug. Thank I you. Love, I love it. So I was wondering, because there's a lot of things you do, and I know that you're out in the world a lot and people kind of know who you are, um, at least your audience does. And so I was wondering, as a coach and a former therapist and as a mom and as a business owner, what is a thought or a belief or a question that goes through your mind some days that people might be surprised that is there? I would say the thought that plagues me most often is probably, who on earth are you to do this? And I mean, honestly, I literally just had that thought as you introduced that question when you were talking about, oh, people know you. And I'm like, what? <laughs> how, how is that even possible? Like, who am I to do this kind of work? And 
fortunately, I've developed an answer to that. But mm-hmm. simply because I've developed an answer doesn't mean that the question stops. I still face that on a regular basis. And I have to remind myself of who I am, who I serve, why it's important to me. And that's really what gets me back to, to the good work of, of coaching other people. Yeah. Wow. I love that. So let's talk about that thought just a little bit, because I I noticed that you said that you have an answer now, but when people say now, I often go, well, that means you haven't always had an answer. So when that thought used to come up, were you always aware you were having that thought or were you being driven by it for a while without kind of an awareness of that driving you? I think that when I was younger, teens, early 20s, that thought was certainly present and I wasn't fully aware of it. Mm -hmm. It was really when I started studying, really studying psychology in undergrad and then going for my social work degree that I started to understand how the mind works and how we create thoughts, why we create thoughts. Mm -hmm. And then I started building an awareness around that. Mm -hmm. And then later in my career, actually, I was working for uh, the Department of Veterans Affairs as a therapist. I was trained in a specific therapeutic approach called acceptance and commitment therapy. Mm -hmm. And if you're not familiar with ACT, certainly mindfulness and thought awareness is at the cornerstone of it. And that's when I got particularly adept at not just recognizing the thoughts, but seeing the the what, the why, the when, all of it, and then feeling like I could choose my response. So I would say it's been an evolution throughout my life of how aware I am of a thought, how aware I am of how it's influencing my behaviors, and then finally feeling like while I may not be able to control whether or not I actually have a thought, I can absolutely take charge of my response to it. Oh, I love that. So just revisiting, you can't take control of a thought, but you can control of the response. And I think that's so important for all of us, whether we are business owners or creatives or entrepreneurs or just everyday humans, I think so often we feel powerless to what we think. And I know for me, for a long time, I tried to change my thoughts. And that left me feeling, one, like a failure at the end of every day. And two, it left me feeling like I had really limited ability. And so that would just spiral me into that same thought pattern, even more like I can't even control my thoughts and everybody else must be able to lie, but belief for sure. Total. And and I'll be honest with you, that was, I mean, you just described my process 100%. Mm -hmm. And it was as I became more experienced as an ACT therapist and then ultimately as a coach who uses ACT in her work. I mean, that's, I wrote a book about it. Seriously, I wrote a book for women like you and me, entrepreneurs who are talented and strong and smart and yet also plagued with these thoughts that try to get us off track. And so I wrote Act on Your Business specifically to address not just the concerns that other entrepreneurs face, but the ones I was facing myself. I wrote that book as much for me as I did everyone else out there. Healer, heal thyself. Amen. (laughs) (laughs) So tell me this, because you wrote a book on it. So right, you're an expert now, and I'm sure you... Theoretically. (laughs) (laughs) How do you 
practice or kind of enact in your life this how, why kind of questions? What are the ways you live that out in your everyday life? So in the book, I talk about the three M's, which are meaning, mindset, and mindfulness. And actually, I'm going to describe them in reverse because I think that answers your question better. First and foremost, I have cultivated a mindfulness practice in my life that really supports my ability to practice that thought awareness. And for me, mindfulness does include meditation, although I just want to say mindfulness does not have to include meditation. If meditation is not your jam, there are other ways to practice mindfulness because it's simply about being present in the moment. Yeah. And for anyone listening that want to know more about this, episode three is all about what mindfulness is and isn't. And that is one of the myths I debunk is this meditation has to be a part of it. I am so glad that you did that because I do think we have this concept. We hear about mindfulness meditation Mm -hmm. and then we kind of conflate the two. Mm -hmm. So for me, yes, mindfulness does include meditation, but it also includes eating my food slowly and paying attention to that. It's Mm -hmm. being aware of what it feels like as I'm working on something when I'm fully engrossed in it. It's Mm -hmm. bringing my attention back to the present moment. And so that's the first step for me. And then the second step, is where the mindset work comes in. Because what mindfulness allows us to do is to notice our thoughts without engaging or responding to them. Mm-hmm. Well, with mindset work, that's all about changing the way you relate to your thoughts and your emotions. And I think for many of us, we go into default mode where we respond to a thought or an emotion without really being conscious of it. Mm-hmm. And as a result, both the thoughts and emotions have a lot of power over how we show up in our lives. But when we cultivate our mindset, when we are not just aware of the thoughts and emotions we're having, but we choose our response to them, then all of a sudden we're bringing mindset and mindfulness work together. Hmm. And that all supports the third M, which is meaning. And when I talk about meaning, I am talking about living a life of purpose that is connected with what matters most to you or with your core values and making sure that the decisions and the actions that you're taking in your life are aligned and consistent. And we can do that when we are present in the moment, when we're aware of how our thoughts and emotions are influencing our actions. And then we can empower ourselves to move forward in a way that's really, truly consistent with who we are and who we want to be. Mm, I love this. So my question is because I love all this. I'm obviously a geek about this. I started a whole podcast. This is the base (laughs) of my whole brand. This is what I coach on. Lee and I are very similar in like how we approach life and business coaching, especially of entrepreneurs. And so whenever Lee and I talk, we're like, yes, yes, yes. This is why we're friends, basically. (laughs) This is why we're friends. I literally have friends that go, you know, not everybody talks about the mind and like how we think as much as you do. And I'm like, but the people I love do. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But for any of the people that are listening that goes, well, that's really high level, right? That's great and amazing. Walk me through, because you're a business owner, you're a mom, you're all the things. How do you do this in your day-to-day life? Talk to me about something maybe you've been thinking about lately, you've been working through lately, and then maybe you can apply the three M's to that and kind of walk us through 
how one might do that practically speaking. Okay, let's do this. This is kind of exciting because over the last few weeks, I have been presented with multiple opportunities to explore the concept of belonging. Mm. And what it means to want to belong to a group, what it means to want to belong to myself, and how sometimes sometimes you can have both, but sometimes you can't. And as we're growing our businesses and becoming more visible, leading our people, sometimes that means that we're not always going to belong, that we're going to say things that people disagree with, we're going we're gonna to take a stand on things, and that can feel really scary. Mm. And it makes sense, right? As humans, we're hardwired to want to belong because that's safe. Yes. But when you're an entrepreneur mm-hmm. and you want to build your visibility and you want to stand out, then then that's not serving us, right? Yeah. So I just last week, I attended a conference and it was a fantastic conference. And at the end, they had this huge dinner party celebration. Mm-hmm. And at one point during the party, there was dancing and, you know, everyone's on the dance floor dancing. And I, I did for a couple songs. And then after a while, I was like, I'm a little overwhelmed. I need to step back. Mm-hmm. So I did. I grabbed a cup of tea and stood against the wall. And mm-hmm. I was watching all of these other women. And some of them were dancing in a group together on the dance floor. Some of them were at the photo booth taking funny pictures together. Others were deep in conversation. And I felt really alone. I was all by myself drinking my tea and I felt like I was watching everyone else Mm -hmm. and I felt like I didn't belong. Mm -hmm. I will share with you that my first impulse was to pick up my phone and start scrolling. Oh, yes. Uh And and I I caught myself because the bulk of the conference had been technology-free. We were not allowed to bring our phones in and so we were forced to really be present. Mm. And it was such a powerful realization for me to be in that room feeling like I didn't belong and noticing that my first reaction was to reach for my phone to numb out by scrolling through whatever social media app mm-hmm. I was going to open, right? Yeah. And so I caught myself in the moment and this is really where the three M's came into play. And the mindfulness piece allowed me to anchor myself in the moment and say, okay, mm-hmm. you're here. The mindset work allowed me to acknowledge the emotion, which was loneliness, Mm -hmm. and the thought behind it, which was, you don't belong here. Mm. And to not try to avoid it and not try to push it away, but really be fully present with it. And then from there, I was able to ask myself, how do you want to move forward here? Like, Mm -hmm. what is important to you? How do you want to show up in the world right now in this moment? And that was the meaning. And I knew that I didn't want to show up by being that girl standing in the corner scrolling on her phone. I wanted to go reach out maybe just to one person instead mm-hmm. of a whole and connect with them. And so that's what we, that's what I did. I wound up having a glass of wine at the bar with one of the other group members. And that felt so much more aligned with how I wanted to show up in the world. And so it's funny, you write a book about something and people think you're an expert in it, but what they might not realize is you need that material just as much as your reader does. And yes. that was absolutely my experience last week at the conference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I love I love that in so many ways, right? Because one, I you hit the nail on the head that I know so well to be true because I do it as well as 
you know, people listening do it, we idealize the people we hear talking and we go, oh, "Oh, they must have it all together. They never insert feel this way. They never do this. And so it can leave us feeling like we are failing each and every day. And I love the power and just kind of working through those three M's. The power is not that you didn't experience it, but actually that you experienced it more fully so that you could then make a choice out of it. And that choice impacted your experience of the night. It also impacted your then further connection with a person you went and had wine with. Because had you not been mindful and aware and having that mindset and your kind of then that meaning response, you wouldn't have the conversation. And that's a connection. So even if you're thinking about it in terms of like life and then business, when we're not aware of how we're avoiding things because we're uncomfortable, we can go through months, years of taking ineffective and unaligned action in our business. And that one leads to burnout and two leads to businesses that don't grow and thrive. And so it's just this vicious circle that happens. Oh, I love so much of this. Okay. So that moment you caught yourself and you were like, okay, I'm lonely right now. And I'm believing these things. Have you trained yourself? Like, do you kind of know the common like feelings or beliefs you have that might come up in like a business situation or social situation? So you can kind of know to look for those. Yes, I have. Certainly the ones about not belonging come up, the ones about who am I to do that, all that Mm -hmm. good old Mm -hmm. imposter syndrome stuff. Mm -hmm. And I think over time, what I've been able to do is develop that awareness and I know how it shows up in my body. For me, the minute I start feeling tense in my shoulders or I start closing in, there's often a thought behind that or an emotion behind that. And so I do pay really close attention to how my body is showing up in the world because oftentimes that's one of my first clues. If I'm not, if I'm not fully aware of what's going on, my body will let me know. And I'm very grateful for that, although it does mean that my shoulders often ache <laughs> at the end of the day. But that's that's a really huge component, and that's part of the the mindfulness aspect, the present moment awareness of of noticing what my body feels like in in this moment. Mm, I love that. So, someone listening here today, and they're like, "I love the three M's." Besides going and getting the book, which I think they should totally do, and we're going to talk about the name and where to find it in a few minutes. Mm-hmm. How can someone listening start? Well, I think first and foremost, acknowledging that what you're thinking and what you're feeling is perfectly understandable given everything you've experienced to Mm. date. I think sometimes when we have these unwanted thoughts or emotions, we think that there's something wrong with us. And like 99 times out of 100, there's nothing wrong with you. This is a normal response to an uncomfortable situation. And so first and foremost, I would just want to validate that you are where you are. It makes total sense. And the fact that you're building your awareness and you want to relate to yourself differently, that in and of itself is huge. That in and of itself is going to shift the way that you think about yourself, just the desire. So I want to kind of validate and congratulate and then encourage you to just get curious. 
I mean, that's really all you have to do. The next time you have a thought that maybe you don't want or an emotion that's uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. stay curious about it. Like really dive in. In the book, I talk about pretending how maybe you're just a scientist and you are collecting data. You're making observations, but you are your own subject. And so you're noticing what it feels like in your body. You're noticing the thoughts or the emotions you're having. And without judgment, just kind of saying, oh, look, how fascinating. Look at what's happening right now. That in and of itself can also create some emotional distance so it doesn't feel quite so intense. So those that would be kind of my starting point is to approach yourself with a little bit of compassion and with a lot of curiosity. Yeah, I love that. Curious questions, giving yourself that kind of congratulations and also just grace that like you're not going to be perfect you are not ever going to need to stop being curious like there's not a point of being mindful that you stop being curious because then you would not be mindful or have any mindset work going on so like it's a lifelong process and relationship with yourself that transforms Oh gosh, we could talk for so long, but we really could. (laughs) (laughs) So we will have you back, but we just plan on that. So before we get to the three questions I always end with, I want to ask you first, tell people about your book, where they can find it, and then also anywhere else that they might want to come hang out with you. Absolutely. So my book is called Act on Your Business, Braving the Storms of Entrepreneurship and Creating Success Through Meaning, Mindset, and Mindfulness. You can find it at Amazon in both paperback and Kindle formats. And you can also learn more about it at the book's website, which is actonyourbusiness.com. And if you want to come hang out with me, um, I'm super excited because I'm launching a brand new Facebook community in support of my podcast. So both the community and the podcast are called Work Your Inner Wisdom. So you can come hang out with me over at Work Your Inner Wisdom. And we are exploring how to combine the spiritual with the practical so that your business and your life is really something that you love. When do I get to join that? Because I didn't even know that. This is so funny. This is like a behind the scenes sneak peek for your audience because I seriously started the Facebook group today. I haven't even shared it yet. Maybe you'll be my first, uh, my first member. You can get one of those like founding member badges. (laughs) I love having founding member badges. It's the best, isn't it? Uh It totally appeals to like my, the, the little girl in me who I would go to the library with my mom. And if there was a book that had never been checked out before, I was checking it out. I wanted to be the first person to check out that book. So like those badges really speak to that part of me. Oh, (laughs) they speak very highly. I don't care what the award is. I just like awards. So like that feels like a word to me. (laughs) <laughs> I love it. I love it. So yes, yeah, so come to the Work Your Inner Wisdom Facebook community and, yeah, uh, and we'll have a good time. Up and hopping by the time this interview goes live. Oh, definitely. I already have my founding member badge, so everybody <laughs> for me. Okay, so I'm going to ask three questions and I want you to answer for today or yesterday, but this is just being mindful and aware in your own life. So what is one thing you've learned today? Hmm. Oh, that's such a good question. 
I mean, it's really silly. The first thing that came to mind was something about coding and CSS because I'm making a new website, but that... That is 100% <laughs> something you learned and that's not silly. We don't give ourselves that judgment. You're right. You're right. It because it's something, it's a challenge. It is. I, I figured out in my website how to change one of the colors for the entire web page, not just that one little part. I was looking on it. It was a huge impressive. time saver. Yeah. <laughs> that's really impressive. Thank you. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> Who did you actively love today? I actively loved my youngest son. He does not like to wake up in the morning. He would stay under the covers for as long as possible. And I would say he gets that from me, but he definitely gets that from his dad too. <laughs> so this morning I climbed into bed and snuggled up with him and just loved on him a bit before it was time to get up for school. Mm. And you know, I, over the last few weeks, I've really tried to cultivate a practice of making sure my husband and my kids know that they are loved and they are appreciated before they leave for the day. And so that was my way of, of doing both. I love that. And what made you laugh? I think honestly, this conversation that we've just had, I've had such a lovely time and there's been so many wonderful moments of laughter. Like when I think about what made me laugh and what made me smile today, it's this interview. Yay, we will take that. <laughs> so thank you so much for joining us. For anyone that has enjoyed kind of just talking through these, definitely go check out Lee's new Facebook community. It's going to be amazing, as well as her book. Also, if you're looking for a community of people that are talking through this, as well as other topics of being on purpose and being mindful in our day-to-day -day lives, definitely head on over to my Facebook community, The On Purpose Life and Business. Also, if you're looking for practical ways to kind of enact these things on my website, naturallyroberts.com, there's also a three methods guide, which walk you through just three methods that you can use to start to practice mindfulness and not mindfulness like sitting on a mountaintop looking out on your land, but mindfulness, yes, not the, the peaceful. You can't see Lee doing her yoga pose on the other side, but I can. It's, it's delightful. So go check that out and I will talk to you all soon. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to The Everyday Mind. Here's what I want you to do next. Take a screenshot of the episode you just listened to, head on over to Instagram stories and share there all about why you've been loving the Everyday Mind podcast. Tag me, Naftali V. Roberts, and share so that more people can continue to grow their life of notice so they can build the life and business they've always wanted. If you really love me, please head and leave a rating and review so that more people can continue to hear and get encouraged and the tips and tricks to grow a life of notice and build that business on purpose. Have a great day and I'll talk to you all soon.